0: I'm Andrew Murata, host of the Education Leadership and Beyond podcast,
1: a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you are listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey,
0: welcome back, Steve here. And today I'm talking with Andrea Gribble. Her focus is helping schools and school systems with social media. Her company, hashtag Social School for Edu, provides social media management. She's the author of Social Media for Schools: Proven Storytelling Strategies and Ideas for Celebrating Your Students and Staff While Keeping Your Sanity. <laughs> You're going to love this talk. You're going to learn so much. Thanks for listening. And by the way, before you go, it'd be so cool if you went to my website, stevenmaletto.com/slash/reviews, and left a review. It's so simple right there. It's so easy to do. And by the way, also while you're there, think about uh, subscribing, following me. And uh, every time I blog, uh, you can uh, get a copy of it and be alerted to that and uh, uh, follow my, uh, all my other podcasts. Uh, Catch up on the ones you hadn't listened to yet, huh? (laughs) Sounds cool. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Enjoy the show.
1: It's the education podcast, your favorite show, with lots of groovy
0: guests, and they share what they know. So crank it up to ten and let your neighbors know that
1: here's another show with Dr. Steemalletto, teaching, learning, leading K-12, teaching, learning, leading K-12, teaching, learning, leading K-12, ah ah, with Dr. Steemalletto.
0: Andrea Gribble is with me today, and let's talk about Andrea just a bit. Andrea's passion is helping schools recognize their daily awesomeness and sharing that story with the world. To date, she has trained more than 3,000 school communicators through webinars, workshops, and in-person speaking events. She is a frequent presenter at the annual NSPRA seminar and appears at state chapters and other school marketing associations throughout the year. She's built a team that celebrates hundreds of schools across the country. Hashtag Social School for EDU provides full social media management and runs a vibrant online community that provides ongoing professional development for school social media champions. She also hosts a weekly podcast, Mastering Social Media for Schools, which I am a subscriber to, and is the author of the book Social Media for Schools, Proven Storytelling Strategies and Ideas for Celebrating Your Students and Staff While Keeping Your Sanity. (laughs) So cool. Andrea, thanks for joining me today. Say hi to everyone.
1: Hey, it's great to be here, and while that was a long um, introduction. I appreciate all those accolades. Nine years in the business will get you uh, a resume, I guess, like that.
0: Hey, that it will, that it will, and, uh, and especially as you provide services and such and start realizing there's so much to this that I can do, which you have dis- discovered, so uh, nice, nice. Uh, but before we get started, tell everyone about yeah, how your life journey led you from the corporate world to creating your cheer squad focused on social media.
1: Yeah, it's a crazy little path that I um, you know, that led me to this little niche I was in corporate America for 13 and a half years. I'm actually a chemistry and business major, Steven. So that's kind of crazy, but I think that's a lot of my, my systems and all of that, that I've brought to social media. But I was in corporate for 13 and a half years, worked a variety of roles. When I walked into to work one morning on a Monday morning, right before Thanksgiving, 2013 found out my job had been eliminated. Now, it really was kind of the end of the world for me. I was a single mom with two little girls, and I'm like, what am I going to do? But that led me to entrepreneurship. Um, I started working with a a business, uh, a a woman-owned business, Jane. She had a catering business, and she said, Andrea, you know, small businesses they need help with social media because like we're so busy running our business. And so I started doing social media for, for a lot of different small businesses when the superintendent at our small little school district in Wisconsin, yes, I'm from Wisconsin. You probably can tell by the accent. Um, he said, Hey, I want to give Andrea some work to do. She can help us launch Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. And I thought, Awesome. Cause it's not really like advertising. You're just like promoting all of the great things happening at the school. And so that led me into this whole world of school communication, which I didn't even know existed because new Auburn has, has 300 students K through 12. Yes, that's right. One little building K through 12, all the little kindergartners are in the same building as the, as the seniors in high school. Um, but I was able to help amplify that story they reach more than 5,000 people every week just through Facebook. And uh, that really led me down this path. And so it's been, it's had many twists and turns along the way, Stephen. I've learned just a ton, but I'm so very blessed to be able to do what I do and amplify the stories that are happening each and every day inside of our school buildings.
0: That's so cool. And I'm glad you added uh, to my I was hoping that you would make sure that you said how the the size of the school, because uh, that uh, um, nice nice uh, community there, and three hundred K through twelve is I, I'm pretty sure those seniors know each other.
1: Yeah, I graduated from that school back when I went to school. 32 kids in my class, which was a big class, I'll have you know. Nice. I've actually got a daughter graduating this year. I think they have about 28 graduates. And so, yes, it's a very small school. You know everybody. Uh, But a lot of advantages there and so many opportunities for these kids. And social media is a great way to get those stories out there.
0: That's so cool because I got to tell you, my high school – long time ago, 578 was my graduating class. And, uh, um, Maletto, I'm sitting, you know, in the middle of the M's waiting to uh, graduate. And the people who the closest person to me was like two rows away that I knew. And I'm like, like where we went to school together. <laughs> and You're looking at him, going, what the heck, man? And, you know, it was a, that was an interesting experience right there. Cause you, you forget how big the class is until you're sitting like that. So that's so awesome because that would be, uh, 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 awesome experience. Uh, uh, So good stuff. I appreciate you sharing it. And by the way, accent, what accent? Uh,
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, we think we talk just perfect, but when I hear myself back you sound, you know, Fargo is not that far off from my voice. And I, Stephen, have just embraced it. Like I used to be worried about it. Now I'm not like, I can entertain people just with talking if nothing else. So
0: love it awesome so (laughs) very cool so just as a just a note okay i'm a former high school principal i mean and you know when i was a high school principal uh during my last go around um that's when social media was really starting to come out and i'm like i'm sitting there thinking you know yeah this would be cool to do and stuff like this but then Then suddenly, you'd see somebody get themselves in trouble for something they posted. Um, Then I'd look at other, I'd look at a lot of principals who were posting stuff, and you could tell they were really struggling for content because they'd write things like, Yeah, the football game this week. Oh, yeah, the football game this week. Oh, yeah, and the football game this. And you're like, Dude, man, it's either that or the weather report. And it's like, uh, you know, anything else going on in your your school? And I started thinking, Well, you know, maybe I'll, I'll wait a little bit. And, you know, one of the things that I, you know, you talked about this. Briefly, And I just think it's cool because uh, I could see what would attract your attention towards the schools because, and I I can only imagine in a a school of 300 that, uh, you know, you still have all these needs that they're trying to deal with. And so being able to show them how they could use social media, um, you know, just talk about what, you know, as you've expanded beyond the borders, um, what types of things you've run into as far as, uh, uh, you know, School Showing what the schools are needing. I mean, uh, that uh, just kind of telling to you.
1: Yeah, well, I really got into this. I mean, obviously that superintendent said, hey, help us out. But I came at it from the perspective of a parent. So, Stephen, I am now a parent of six. So I have two daughters. I have four stepsons. sons. Um, after this year, I'm only going to have two left in high school. And they were all in like first grade through eighth grade when I started this business. So it's really crazy how they've grown up. But, uh, you know, kids don't tell their parents what's going on at school. What'd you do at school today? Nothing. Well, no, I know it wasn't nothing because I saw this really cool science experiment that you were doing. Can you tell me about that? Oh, yeah, it was so awesome. You know, Mrs. Dockles showed us how to and it really starts conversations. And so I knew that that was happening inside of our school. We just needed to be able to capture it and get those stories out there. So in my previous role, I did product marketing for a worldwide sales force. And so I was in one little location in Wisconsin, but I was representing 14 different product lines. And how do you get all these stories out there? Well, you've got to build a system. And so, um, what I really understood was, Hey, we've got a lot of storytellers in our schools, meaning all of our staff members and even our students, but how do we collectively and safely, celebrate those things out on social media. So right from the get go, when I partnered with that first school in New Auburn, I knew I wasn't going to be in the building every day. But we built a system of, hey, here's an email address, staff in a small district like ours, send in two things a month, what's happening in your classroom, snap a picture, shoot a short video, give me a brief description of it. And let me get that out to the world through Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And it, it really caught on. It was powerful. Um, There's engagement. There's people that are commenting and saying, Oh my gosh, my child wouldn't stop talking about this activity or this is so cool. I wish they would have had this when I was in school or, you know, I know we're going to talk about some features. I mean, even throwback Thursday pictures, old pictures from your book, Stephen, like those were the good old days, right? And um, we can look at old technology and high hair. And we really got to be careful because there's a lot of like politically incorrect things in old yearbooks. So we got to be careful about that. But we just were able to connect with our community in a whole new way. And I think educate education, sometimes we frown upon social media because there's a lot of bad stuff that can happen. But there's also so much Good so let's really harness the harness the power of this tool in a positive way to celebrate the great things that are happening in and out of our classrooms
0: that's awesome love it the uh, and we'll get into some more of this later but uh, all I can think is that yeah the flashback stuff oh my gosh you know, especially because you know you know at one time uh there was these things called bell bottoms and uh <laughs> suddenly the same style is back in style it idea.
1: totally is I just just for all you women out there I just saw stirrup pants were on the um uh racks again which is just crazy I don't know if the tight rolled jeans will be but I am a child of you know I was a 1996 graduate so bum equipment and the high hair and all of those things were popular uh but those those posts do really well and uh most people are excited to see it some are a little bit scared but hey you'll get people following your page because they'll be like, dear Lord, please don't let them share a picture of me and my braces and, you know, whatever kind of fashion statements I was doing in junior high. <laughs>
0: nice. I have to bring this up because I think it's funny that, uh, you know, right now, um, at least where I am there, uh, the holes in jeans or it's like, Oh yes, this is the, this is our thing. This is our, this is our statement about individuality. And it's like, okay. All right. So I'm in high school. I graduate in 81 and in 81 um, that in the, Early 80s, that was a huge thing, all right? They have all these, I mean, you even could pay people at the flea markets to take a chainsaw and, and tear up your brand new jeans with the chainsaw. So that was a special thing. You got extra money for that. And I even see, you look at some movies from the 80s, and there's the kid with the thing, you know, with the holes in the jeans, and it's like... Yeah, okay, I don't know if you need to know this or not, but go watch an 80s movie, all right? Right, (laughs) exactly. Anyway, but uh, yeah, it's a little scary, but I could just see all that bringing a lot of attention with the (laughs) the social media, as opposed to just giving the weather report and the scores on one event at the school. Uh, All right, so let's talk about your book. Kudos on on it being uh, launched, and uh, wish you the best with that. The, the name of it: Social Media for Schools. Proven storytelling strategies and ideas to celebrate your students and staff while keeping your sanity. So, who's your target audience, and why?
1: Well, really, this is meant for any school communicator out there that wants to celebrate what's happening in their school. Um, most people don't have training in social media or social media specifically for schools, which is a lot different than businesses. Um, And so this is really meant for the principal, the superintendent, sometimes it's the administrative secretary, uh, the media specialist, a teacher, a parent volunteer, anybody who's trying to harness Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, to celebrate what's happening at their school. I see so many schools still using social media as a bulletin board. It's not a bulletin board. It's not just to announce, hey, this is coming up, or don't forget about this event. It is truly to celebrate. It's hard to show up on social media because of the algorithms, right? And so there's some uh, tried and true systems that you need to get to put in place, to celebrate all of the things happening. And then there's engaging ways to tell stories and to really reach a lot of people. Um, And I try to share it all in this book. I've been sharing my advice since I started this business. I am a very, outspoken. If you haven't, I'm very outgoing. I like to share things that work. I'm not afraid to shout those out. And so I've been doing that through blogging, through my own podcast, through training. But there's something missing because in a one hour training session or a 30 minute podcast interview, like you can't boil down everything into here's the system that will work. Um, and so that's really what I tried to do with this book. And it's not just my advice, Stephen, I have more than 50 different school and school districts featured in this book, talking about how they've put these strategies, these ideas to work in their school. And their There are a ton of examples, um, templates, uh, plans, guides that are going to really help you amplify your storytelling for your school. You don't have to be like I was when I started. I knew nothing and I made all the mistakes and I really struggled. But I've learned a lot and I've learned a lot from so many schools across the country. And I've really tried to deliver those in a guide for all those school storytellers in this book.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. And what a, what an awesome tool. And to, to learn from other people's, uh, you know, what they're talking about and stuff like this as well. I mean, this is, this is cool stuff. I mean, you know, it's funny because you learn from mistakes. Like I tried creating for my work. I tried creating, this is several years, a bunch of years ago. Um, I tried creating a Facebook page and I don't really do Facebook. So what I was, you know, they made you create your own page and then you could create the the page for um, whatever else you're going to do, and so I did that. So I, at one time, I should have had about twenty people on my part of the page. Because I really didn't, you know, I really didn't seek anybody out, nor did I try to add them as, as my group. So I had a little small group of people who found me, <laughs> and uh, um, the. Uh, but I was focused on making the the work page happen, and um, suddenly I went from so I I got up to seven hundred and something. Um, followers or subscribers, whatever we call them on Facebook and uh, friends, whatever. And uh, suddenly over on my friend page, I went from 20, 22 to like 300. And I'm like, I'm doing something wrong because I was not, <laughs> I was not trying to have, you know, uh, that should have been like 20 <laughs> or 22, not 322. And I'm like, what did I do wrong? And I realized I looked through it and they were all people who should have been over here on the, uh, and I went, okay, I'm done. And I, I shut it down. I, I went with a, a team member and I said, I need you to, to do this for me. Cause I'm doing something wrong. So that, yeah, that's kind of like one of our fears is that I uh, do that or uh, put the wrong information out there or someone might hack it or anything like that. I mean, what do you think that, uh, why do you think most schools struggle with keeping their social media relevant? I mean, uh, you know, besides making mistakes like I did, uh, uh, what, what do you think stops them from being able to be relevant?
1: Well, social media is always changing and um, I am constantly learning Um, as much as I have dedicated the last nine years of my life to this. I am learning new things every single day. So because things change so fast, it's very difficult to know. What, what's relevant? What's going to reach people? these, you know, we're trying, and we've got a broad audience in schools. We're trying to reach students. We're trying to reach parents. We're trying to reach uh, you know, potential employees and and educators. We're trying to even reach grandparents with some of our stories. And so there's a a wide audience, and there's very limited, uh, resources, meaning time in a school, to be able to, you know, capitalize on this when there's so many things that people have on their plates. Everybody's wearing a lot of hats. Um, I really believe that every school should have a school communicator, even small schools, but many don't. And so, um, you know, that's really critical that we, we've we got to prioritize and not underestimate the power of really communicating in this way where you meet people where they're at, right? Um, People are on their phones all the time. And uh, whether or not you agree with that or not agree with it, it's just reality. So we've gotta be able to show up. But showing up is not easy. Um, you've got to have a good system. You've got to have good storytelling strategies. Um, that's a big reason why I wrote this book. But you also have to surround yourself with other people. And you can do that in a variety of ways, like listening to free podcasts like this one, right? Where it's going to give you some ideas. That's certainly what I did when I started my business. Since I did had no money, um, I was just getting as much free training as I could. Network with other people. Follow other schools. Right. Um, See what's getting a lot of likes and comments on their page Uh, so you can constantly learn. But it takes time. And there's not a lot of people that solely have the job of just social media. I mean, even if you're in communications, you're doing website, you're doing internal comms, you're doing external comms, crisis communication, uh, strategic planning, all of the things. So it's challenging. So I have really built my business and my specialty in a really small niche. I've got a lot of free content out there to help you. And then I have built a community where we do trainings every week on social media and what works and trying to share best practice and strategies. So that's a private membership group that schools can be part of. And so um, that's the best way I've found, um, because otherwise I get a lot of questions, uh, people reaching out to me. And as much as I like to think that I have 25 hours in my day. I don't. I only have twenty-four and I have six kids and a darling husband uh to spend time with as well. And so, um, anyways, so uh does that help answer your question? I, I think that's really why schools continue to struggle with it.
0: Oh yeah, most definitely. Cause, cause that's going to lead right into, especially with what you just said, uh, you know, when you talk with people and when you do these trainings or, or do presentations and such, uh, there's got to be that one comment or that one question that keeps popping to the top. What, what would that be? What's that thing that people are well, constantly asking?
1: Yeah, when it comes to social media, I think the biggest struggle that people have, and I'm talking to schools all the time about this. I mean, their biggest struggle is the time. They don't have time to do it because it's so busy and social media can feel really overwhelming. I'm really big on boundaries and setting up systems because of that, because it can be really unhealthy. But time and then getting the content, which is kind of amazing to me because there's so many awesome things that happen in a school building. On a given day, like, oh, my gosh, the world deserves to see this little kid helping another kid tie their shoe. And they deserve to see this little, you know, buddies reading to other people. And they 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 deserve to see this forensics team going off or the robotic squad or the or the athletic team um, or a teacher getting an award. There's so many things happening, but sometimes it's like I can't get people to send send stuff to me. So those are the the two biggest issues and of course, uh, you know, I believe inside this book and, and other advice that I have that there's ways around that. And we can give you a system where you turn everybody into storytellers. You let them, tur- everybody's got a camera in their pocket. Okay, everybody has a camera in their pocket. We just got to capture those, take 20 seconds to email th- those off to somebody. And then there's a person on the other end of that Now, we do that, Stephen, for 86 school districts across the country. I have a team of stay-at-home moms that we actually manage social media for schools that don't have a school PR person. However, I can't do a thousand schools. Okay. So I don't want that. I want to enable your team to do this because the system we use at social school for edu is the same system you can use at your school, but you've got to set up a way to get content, make sure that everybody feels empowered to share those moments and then get those out with the world. And and that's through Facebook and Instagram stories and Instagram reels and Twitter and, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into how to tell those stories, but the biggest struggle is just getting the content and then finding the time to actually share it.
0: You know, it's, is, you got that right. I mean, just figuring out how to get get what you need to put out there and then finding the time. Because the problem as a principal and an uh, administrator, especially an assistant principal, if you're given the task to do it, is that there's so many fires that you end up... <laughs> have to put out and and uh, by the way i'm not literal about that right but you know well, it's sometimes yeah sometimes <laughs> yes I, I can remember when that would have been a great uh episode about the dumpster fire created by the cafeteria staff when they threw the charcoal in the dumpster mm. <laughs> from the grill it's like thank you oh very much. boy um but that uh you know it's one of those one of those things that uh everyone uh i mean they've got they're worried about time they're worried uh, i mean just they the day just gets interrupted. They wear too many hats and so forth. Um, so I can see where those questions would constantly be asked. Um, you know, so let's, you brought it up. Let's discuss storytelling in the school or school system. Why is this important that the s- school or system tell their story?
1: Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but sometimes the headlines in the national news in regards to any kind of education, whether it be public or private or char, it's not always positive. Yeah. Uh, but but yet we know there are really amazing things happening. So we can be our own media. We can be our own story and, and get those stories out because of this magic tool called social media. We don't have to wait for the coverage to come to us. We can take it to the people. And if we're not telling our story, somebody else is making up what we're doing and they're telling stories loud and proud, very uh, vocal Um, you know, out on their own channels. So why can't we have a seat at the table? Why can't we make sure that we are getting those stories out there? Because it's not if, it's when something is going to happen negatively in your district. It's just true. Whether it be some type of big crisis, whether it be a bullying incident, whether it be an accident, whether it be, um, you know, uh, a, a staff member leaving for, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of things going on at your school. We've got to put in those daily positive stories that are going to help build up that relationship and that trust with our community. And by the way, in a public school, about 70 percent of your taxpayers have no direct tie to your school. But yet. You sometimes have to ask them to support your school, right, or ask for donations or a, on a ballot question. So you've got to get those stories out to them so that they understand how you're using their tax dollars. And if, if you're a private school, I mean, similar, right, like you're asking them to donate and all of that. So the, it's it's very powerful But if you're not getting those stories out there, they're not going to know about what's happening in your schools. And if you can really motivate and encourage everybody at your school, Hey, when they're happening, I I remember one, one time, Stephen, we were launching with a school and one of the kindergarten kindergarten teachers said, well, I was wondering when the Facebook person was going to come to my classroom to take a picture. Well, we can't rely, even if we have a school communicator, they can't be in every classroom all the time and know when those magic moments are happening. What I'm asking, and I know that our teachers, our staff, our paras, there's a lot that we put on their shoulders. Snap the picture when it happens. Once you've gone to the bathroom and gotten a chance to eat something, which are two rarities, right? Once you've done that, then email it off to the person that can share it. And of course, you know, within your school, if you have the ability to share on your own social media platforms, awesome. But sometimes, I mean, I really, really want to promote, and I and I explain this thoroughly in the book, That district wide communication that there's a story being told about your school district because your elementary students are someday going to be in your high school and your high school parents are going to fondly look back on remembering when their student made the applesauce or went on the field trip to whatever. And uh, that it's really powerful when we can get those stories out there.
0: You're so right about that. It's just, I mean, and, and getting back to something you said before, you know, if you don't tell it, somebody else is going to, and usually that version of it is not what you want told, uh, you know. Um, and it just, it'll just drive you nuts. You know, it's funny, one of the, I had been at a lot of schools that had, in school systems that were rather large and so had disjointed connection between the elementary and the, the middle school and then the high school. And so you might have multiple types of uh, um, schools and such, but I had the the good fortune one time to work for this one school that from the youngest kid in their school all the way through graduating high school, they were all the same colors, you know, and I'm talking about, uh, it was orange and white and they were all um, some sort of a cat. All right. Okay. And, and so there was all these paw prints and it was the coolest thing because when social media came around, then they tied that all in with the social media and it was amazing how, Because everybody, because of that connection like that, um, and then with social media helping down the road, I mean, the the little kids knew about what it meant to be, you know, the the big big cat at the at the high school and they couldn't wait to get there and so it you know at the at the playground at the fields everything and you know and you you know full well that when social media came around that they were just eating that up the families and stuff like this as they stayed in touch with seeing what the high school kids were doing and telling their kids about you know at, at, you know thinking about being that one day and i think it's just so many opportunities there because there's a lot of negative i mean you see the tv commercials where really show life like uh, there's Several car commercials lately show the person walking across the street and the car suddenly (laughs) breaking on its own to to keep from hitting the person. But I've seen that in real life. It's like uh, everywhere. That's how addicted they are to... uh, keeping up with your storytelling.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it has pluses and negatives. I want to tell you, you know, the book is a 20 chapter book. It's really thorough with some case studies, but we start out with systems, but the second chapter is all about branding, which is kind of what you're talking about. And whether it be, you know, mascots and, and hashtags and all of that, or it be your brand voice of how you tell your stories and how you talk about your school district. So that's really that second section. Then we get into, into storytelling, best practices, and then professional development, which, you know, we've got to be constant learners. I mean, think about how much communication has changed even in the last 15 years, let alone some of uh, you that might be listening uh, have been in schools, schools. For 30 years, it's like, oh, my gosh, we remember, you know, a fax machine. Uh, kids these days don't even know what that is. So there's there's just we've got to keep up with the times we've got to surround ourselves with really smart people. And by the way, I didn't go to school. I wasn't a teacher. I wasn't in communications like I have learned what I've learned from amazing school communicators around the country really around the world that have really taken me under their wing to teach me what they know. And I'm constantly learning. And uh, if, if you are uh, similar, which a lot of school communicators do, they love people, they love best practices. They love, then, you know, that's what you really need to pay attention to. Um, And you can do a great job because you are an important person in your school or district because those stories, they gotta get out there.
0: Uh, I love this, this, because it, you're so right. I mean, it's so important. And, you know, from a, there, there's just any number of things from being good news deliverers to, to, to talking about what's coming up, what's going on to, to actually then telling uh, the bad side of the story, but your version of the bad side of the story, you know, it's uh, right. Um, well, and
1: I want to just point out something. So you got to remember that social media is meant to be social not everything belongs on social media. Okay. And we really learned this in COVID. And I think anybody that's in school communications understands this, but sometimes our leaders, our principals or superintendents or school boards can think, Hey, we got to put everything out on social media. We got to be transparent. That's, uh, that is not true because as soon as you put it out on social media, you are literally asking for people to comment. Now I am not saying Don't be truthful, but there are certain ways to get certain information out, just like you wouldn't put everything in a flyer in a backpack or on the front sign of your school. You know, those they got really nice signs now that are out in front of your building, just like you wouldn't put everything out there. You don't put everything on social media. There are great communication companies and platforms that allow you to text parents, allow you to email or phone call. You've got your website, but social media is a tool, but it is not for everything. And I'm sure everybody listening has one of those stories where they're like, "Ooh, I wish I wouldn't have put that out on social media. (laughs) Um, Doesn't mean that we can't communicate it. But not everything belongs out there on that so um, and, and I talk about that in the in the book it's it's certainly something that I've had to learn from experience on um, but it's it's really an important point
0: excellent I you know one of the things that uh, I hear you mentioning um, is this idea of the communicator or the, the communications or whatever you know something that I've run into over the last bunch of years is that you know the bigger the systems a lot of times they, they had the, the money to figure out how to, to get a PR person in or something like this. Um, but lately what I've run into is lots of the systems, no matter what their size, realizing the importance of the position. Could you talk about, you know, let's actually go there uh, about creating a school or school system wide uh, PR position.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm really excited because we have had many of our school partners that have started with us where we're doing their social media. So it's a, it's a fraction of the cost of a full-time person for us to do their social media, but then they've seen the need and they've actually built either a part-time or a full-time position around school comms. And it might be a district of five, 600 students. So these are small, small, smaller uh, systems, but they see the value of it. So definitely if you're listening as a superintendent or a principal, I mean, If you can attract or retain one student, how much, how many dollars is that worth? Okay, in Wisconsin, that's around $7,000, give or take. So how many students do you have to attract or retain to justify an investment in being a really clear communicator that gets out those stories of, oh my gosh, look at what, you know, students here have the opportunity to do, Um, attracting staff. Like That's powerful. And if you're telling that story, you're going to get better staff members. We have literally had stories, and I've had them on my podcast, where they've attracted a top teacher from a neighboring district because that teacher says, I want to work in a school district that has these kind of values, that that creates this kind of experience. Um, And same for parents. You know, Wisconsin is an open enrollment uh, state. We can choose to to select any school for our children to, to attend regardless of where they physically live, as long as they have openings in that school. So it is a competitive environment. We've got to be getting those stories out there. And so, um, you know, you could say marketing, I would even say, I can't promise that you're going to attract or retain students, but good communication, good engagement, it's not going to hurt. And there are real numbers behind your metrics in social media that will tell you, oh my gosh, we only have 500 people in our whole town, but we're reaching 5,000 people each week. We don't have a local newspaper, right? We don't have that person coming to all of our events, but we have this free tool, which is social media. We've got to be able to plug somebody in. So, you know, you can start that with a volunteer position and then move that into a two hour day maybe then into four hours a day, I think you're going to really be um, pleasantly surprised by the impact that having good communication, including social media, but also on your website and also internal communication and all of those things, um, you you can really do a lot for your school district. So start small, sometimes even just including students. Um, because guess what? Students are really awesome at social media. They've grown up with it. Um, get them involved at no no charge. Right. You're giving them some opportunities to earn credits or something in high school so you can start small and then grow from there. And I think more and more there are school boards um, and leaders out there that understand the importance of this mission of this, of this service, of this, uh, you know, kind of craft, uh, this art of storytelling, that it's really important. Um, so start small and then watch it grow. And I have just been such a cheerleader and, uh, have learned so much from these, uh, school communicators all over the country.
0: Excellent. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I, it could, all right. Something I've heard you mention a little bit about, and I know you write about it in some blog articles and stuff like this, or some YouTube, uh, uh, by the way, if you haven't checked out uh, Andrea's YouTube channel, you need to do that. All right. Cool stuff there. They, uh, um, could you share some thoughts about using social media to celebrate your staff?
1: Yes. I think this is one of the number one um, underused ways of using social media is celebrating staff. Now, we can do that through formal features, of staff members, staff member of the week or a staff shout out. But there are a lot of ways to highlight what staff are doing. And by the way, staff are like most educators are super humble. Um, they don't like to, you know, they're just like, I'm here to do my job and it's all about the students. So if if you can start one place, it's ask staff to recognize other staff. You know that they're doing awesome things. Let's shine a light. Um, but I just recently shared a specific blog on Ways to highlight staff. So recognize those personal connections. Staff and students have a powerful connection. Capture those moments and share those out on social media. Uh, you can also highlight your staff working together collaboratively. Um, they're doing a book study. They're they're um, getting some professional development. Right. I think that's really key. Again, that's going to help you attract great staff members to your to your school. Um, you can really share uh, examples of staff going above and beyond. So in COVID, we had um, science teachers that were driving buses. We've got those um, secretaries that are sewing backpacks. We've got all of you know these bus drivers uh, reading to students. Capture those moments because those are the stories that t- tug on our heartstrings and can be really really powerful. Um, and then some obvious ones, I mean, staff achievements, if your staff is getting awards, we definitely want to do that. If your staff has some kind of a funny talent or or recognition community involvement, we can do that. Um, and and mention teachers even when you share their stories. So, um, we've got a great art teacher in our small little school district, Miss Kiki and, uh, Miss Kiki is doing a lot of things in our art room to incorporate things in the, um, elementary classrooms. she's doing really cool things in the high school my daughter just did like this really cool shrek like the shrek and donkey um mugs and they're just incredible and so we're really highlighting that and then sometimes we'll highlight hey miss kiki made sure to whatever you know so celebrating those staff even in those little stories can really go a long way um, and just say thank you to your staff. What about just a shout out? So check that blog out. It's on socialschoolforedu.com um, slash blog. And you can look at all of my past blogs. I've written about 400 articles on social media in schools, which made this book a little easier to write, Stephen, because I've been writing about social media since about 2015 when I kind of got started in this. But um, there's just so many ways to shine a light. And I just want to end with this. if you If you hear nothing else, Highlight your bus driver, your custodial crew, or your lunch crew, and you will get a lot of love because those people are, you know, sometimes underappreciated, but people love what they do. So bus drivers, custodial crew, maintenance crew, and your lunch crew, um, you're going to see a lot of engagement.
0: That is awesome. I love it. Uh, this is this is so cool talking about this. Now, one of the things I noticed when I went to your website is that your team has grown all right, you have a you have a nice sized team there. Uh, what it what's what's it like working with you and your team? I mean, tell me what 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 a school or school system come to find out if they wanted.
1: to. Yeah, that. well, we do full social media management for about 86 school districts, like I said. And so that's why I have a big team. I have a team of stay at home moms, a lot of former teachers that act as the social media manager for the school districts we partner with. So that's my full service option. And that's why our team is so large. Um, but other than that, we're pretty small in regards to marketing and graphic design and and uh, our membership program. Because we serve over 400 schools in this online virtual membership program. Um, I think what schools see when they um, kind of partner and reach out to us is just that we live in this world of social media that many people are scared of. And as you can tell throughout this whole interview, it gets me really excited, not saying that the bad stuff doesn't happen, Stephen, because it does. And then we have to deal with it. And if you are worried about this, uh, you know, this opportunity or this scenario, I bet that I have five specific examples that I could share with you that that deal with your same fear. But they all are manageable. They all can you can get through them. So um, and and again, I don't know everything. But with my community of those 400 schools, one of us have dealt with something and we share resources and we make it very easy to um, at least know what we got to do, how we got to do it and take action fast. So I think that's um, really what folks get. Um, and hopefully, uh, you know, they just get a jolt in the arm um, a little bit of, hey, there is awesome stuff happening at our school. I don't have to feel bad anymore about things stories not getting out because we now have a system and we've got a storytelling method that works that's going to reach people. And then as a superintendent or a principal, you're going to start getting those responses when you're in person oh my gosh, that was so cool. I didn't even know the school offered this. I feel so much more informed. Um, you're going to see quickly the advantages of that. And again, it doesn't have to be directly working with us, but that's what we bring to the table. Um, we have a lot of free stuff. You can get on my newsletter, by the way, for free. We give you uh, great content every couple weeks of things that are working in your school. And you can check out all of that at my website, socialschoolforedu.com.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And, and uh, so let's shift gears and let's talk about your uh, podcast now for a minute. Uh, Mastering School Media for Schools. Tell them all about it.
1: Yeah. So it's called Mastering Social Media for Schools. I started it in COVID. It was my COVID project, Stephen. I always i've learned so much from podcasts and i always knew that i wanted to start one but i was afraid i was so scared and you know what when you're scared you just got to jump in and do it so when i was locked at home with six kids learning online that was the time where i'm like okay i got to just quiet everybody down start this podcast because i was having great conversations every day with school communicators but I needed a way to share that with more people. I'm like, every time I listen and talk to someone, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's such a great idea. We gotta get this out there. And so that's really what the podcast is about. We kind of dive deep and focus on social media for schools and dig out those little nuggets, those little strategies that are working really well that can help take your social media to the next level. Um, they're usually about 30 minutes, maybe a little bit longer because I really get excited. Uh, but, you know, what what my listeners have said is they they get they 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 can t- easily take away one or two things that they can instantly put into play with their social media efforts at their school, which makes me so happy because as much as I'm passionate about this, I don't do this for my own good. I want more stories being told. I want people to feel excited and empowered to tell those stories. That is my mission with this book. That's my mission with the podcast. Um, And that's really my whole business of, uh, you know, mission of my work. And so that is the effort. And it's a weekly show. Some people were like, you really want to do a weekly show? Steven, I am never going to run out of awesome people to talk to ever because there are so many people out there doing it and they're learning new things and I'm learning new tools all the time. Um, I do do a few solo episodes. I'm really good at talking to myself uh, and talking to the listeners through the podcast, but most of them are interviews. And so I think, um, you know, your listeners would definitely enjoy checking out the the podcast.
0: Love it. It's like I said, I'm a su- subscriber and I'm enjoying the show and learning quite a bit. And uh, the, the only regret is that I wish I'd had it when I was a principal, because this is good stuff, because it would it would help take away the fear of doing it and and actually put forward all the different positive things you can do um, with the social media. So uh, kudos to you. it's awesome. um, You know, we're starting to wrap it up. And Andrea, if someone wanted to follow up and connect with you and or learn more, remind them again where they can reach out to you.
1: Yeah. So I'm on Twitter at Andrea Gribble. Gribble is like dribble, but with a G. So at Andrea Gribble, and then really you can get to everything. You can get to my book, my podcast, my newsletter, my my video tips, all at my website. So go to social school four. It's the number four edu.com. It's hard to remember if I, if I were to do one thing over, it would be to make my business name a little simpler, but social school for edu.com. And you will have access to everything there and can connect with me. You can give me a call, shoot me an email. I'd love to learn more about your story and, and how we might be able to help.
0: So cool. And I will make sure that that information is in the show notes so they can uh, click on it and go straight to your uh, website there and and follow up with you. So good stuff. So I got two last questions I'd like to ask my guests. And the first one goes like this. How do you keep going when so much is going on that you may want to quit?
1: Well, quitting's not an option, <laughs> um, especially when you're a single mom and uh, you're forced to sell your house and move in with your parents, um, which which I talk about a little bit in the book. I mean, I just, I, I, I know if I were going to bet on anybody, it'd be on me and uh and so i've just consistently put in the work um not meaning that it's always easy but every day is a new day and you just got to get up and get going and try to make an impact. And that's what I'm trying to do. And so um, it can get hard. And uh, depression and anxiety has, have been part of my story. I, I have a podcast about that. And I certainly understand the stressors that, you know, the listeners may be going through. Uh, but there's so much good out there. Um, and And we can get through that. And so I just really have not given myself the option to quit um, and, and and I'm really glad I didn't because I, I wanted to um, but it's because I didn't quit uh, that we're talking today.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't quit and awesome awesome thoughts there. Uh, last question, do you have a teacher in your past who made a difference in your life? If so, who was it and what would you say if given the chance to say thank you?
1: So there are so many teachers throughout my life but I'm gonna tell you about one that was never my actual teacher. But he was the superintendent, Brian Henning, at New Auburn School when I was a 35-year-old mom, single mom, you know, with that was trying to start a business. And honestly, Brian just is like, hey, I I want to give her a shot. And I didn't at that point, I didn't even believe in myself. I was so unsure of myself. But this is the power of educators, whether they're students in your classroom, whether they're community members or their parents or their friends of yours. Uh, Brian and I happen to go to the same church as well. And so that could have been part of it as well, but he gave me a chance and he led me into something that I didn't even know existed as a need. Um, and I am so grateful and thankful. And I said, thank you in the book. I'm about to send him his copy uh, as well as making a huge donation to his new school. Cause he's now in a new school in Southern uh, Wisconsin, but a big part of my story is wanting to give back to these schools. Um, and so we'll be making a donation uh, for, for Waterloo school district in Wisconsin. But um, just to say thanks for like seeing that potential and knowing that I needed, you know, something to believe in and, Oh my gosh this is exactly where God meant for me to be and I'm so so grateful and that's that's the power every educator has so Brian Henning thank you so much
0: Very cool. Thanks. That's so cool. Uh, Andrea, thanks so much for talking with me. Assisting schools with their social media and telling the stories that only they can tell is such an awesome focus. All the best with your book, Social Media for Schools, proven storytelling strategies and ideas to celebrate your students and staff while keeping your sanity. Oh, so cool. Wishing you the best in everything you do.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Guys, keep telling those stories.
0: Hey, you have been listening to
1: Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12,
0: a podcast to help you help kids achieve their dreams. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is a member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcast by educators. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is a member of the podcast network based in Canada called Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio, your voice is right here. The opinions expressed on Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 are those of the guests and hosts. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is intended to share ideas, advice, and suggestions. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is produced for educational purposes. Hey, thanks for listening. It would be awesome if you visited my website at stephenmuleto.com and connected with me, left a review, and listened to more episodes. And by the way, you could also share it with your friends, with your family, and uh, your colleagues. Thanks so much. You're awesome.